Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 236 of the Pixels Link podcast, brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host, Cody Orm, and joining me today is our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm actually pretty good. Been a busy day. Lots of news <laughs> yeah, hitting. A lot of news. We'll get into that. Uh, and providing us with some news today, he has returned the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Biordi. Hello. How are you doing? This is starting to become a, a semi-annual feature. Yeah. My return. I miss having you on the podcast. I miss being on the podcast. Just, just you stir in the pot. Let me, let me guess. Phil, Phil's not here today. Yeah, Phil is not. Unfortunately, you only call me when Phil's not here. You're, you're our backup, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> we've discussed this previously. <laughs> Except if you don't only, watch if movies. Only I can fill those shoes. Ah. Uh, I miss Phil. Actually, I, I got into a, I got into some heated words with him. I can't, what was I talking about? I think I was talking about. Um, Seeing, uh, seeing rings, and okay. then I brought up how like Freddy versus Jason doesn't really have a lot of Freddy versus Jason in it, and we got into a sort of a heated debate about it. Oh, isn't isn't well the because whole... because oh. his logic was that it you don't see a lot of Freddy or Jason because they're horror icons and therefore Freddy and Jason should be shot like a horror movie, and I was like, no, it's Freddy versus Jason. It should be shot like an action movie. It's these two guys fighting each other like they, sh- they should be front and center mm. so my question is this is spoiler talk going into a movie that's been out for a while yeah, that's, <laughs> you are the worst coding because um, the end of freddy versus jason jason cuts freddy's head off but freddy's still alive yeah. so does anyone really win uh i'd like to believe jason won I think just yeah. like through like technical knockout, I think he won. And that's the thing. I believe that like if those two were to go up against each other, like in reality, just going off of what they can do, Freddy would be the one that wins. Well, no, because if, if you go in reality, um, see, this is where the whole thing kind of does fall apart because Freddy's only powerful in the dream world, whereas Jason is like the most powerful in the real world. So if they yeah. had to go like head to head in the reality scape, Jason would win because he's the one who's basically unstoppable. Yeah, but Freddy wouldn't fight him in the real world. He would wait till Jason. Did, do you think Jason sleeps? Well, they did that no, in the movie, he right? Does. He knocked no. him out with the, yeah. with the sleeping juice. Oh, yeah, the crazy purple knockout gas. But I don't think Jason ever sleeps, no. Huh. Mm. Who do you think would win a fight with Michael Myers and Jason? I think Jason would still win. Really? I think Michael Myers would win. No, nah, man. I got to go with my boy, J-Man. I love Jason, but I don't know. And see, because I was, I was saying, too, I was kind of like, well, like, when you look at a movie like Alien versus Predator, Alien and Predator are both kind of horror movies, but Alien versus Predator isn't really shot like a horror movie. So, I don't know. I want to go back we, and watch had, Alien versus Predator. Words. There's this, um, there, there's a, an arcade stand in The Office, and uh, this is for the listeners, Jordan, you should know. Um, and on the arcade stand, there's this Predator... Alien vs. Predator arcade game. Oh, the, oh, that's an amazing arcade game. It looks really dumb. And Oh, it's so it great. Is, it's like a beat-em-up. So, yeah, exactly. It's so distracting because <laughs> it's, we've, moved, we've moved the arcade cabinet over uh, kind of like directly across from the table that we used to podcast, and I sit on the side facing that screen where this is just playing the whole time. That and, does uh, seem like a bad idea. Yeah, because <laughs> last week during... Uh, during the podcast, Phil was talking about a movie, and I just looked right through him. He was sitting across from me, and it was just like <laughs> dead face. <laughs> anyway, um, I believe you have some game news. Yes, I have some news. I don't know if you have more news because you're saying it's been a busy day. 
but oh, we'll see what I, I gathered I gathered a bit of stuff okay cool so first on the list we got an official release date for the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy yeah that's uh, June 30th out. right June 30th that's yeah right I'm excited for that I mean I have a sort of a mixed view on remasters particularly because like this past couple of years has been just dominated by remasters but i do maintain that i like a remaster when it's something of something it's when it's when it's a remaster of a game that has been around long enough to be forgotten yeah crash bandicoot was a huge deal and it seems like oh and it, it completely fell off the face of the earth so to bring it back like this could be an interesting thing to like gauge like interest <laughs> in crash bandicoot and who knows if this thing does well maybe we might actually see a revival of Crash <coughs> from Sony or even Naughty Dog. Yeah, I never. don't see that happening. It was never a great game. Um, no, but it fine. was a, it was a beloved game. Yeah, and they were so wrong. It could, it could it could be the 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 start of a launching point. And didn't weren't some of the other the later Crash games pretty good? I thought the one where him and uh, and uh, Doctor what's his name get like fused together was actually really good. I had never played any of them past the PS one. So. Yeah, because I, I think there, there was a, there was that one that released on like the Cube and the PS2, and I remember hearing that that one was actually pretty good. Interesting. You know, uh, I'm actually okay with um, like remasters of of some titles because um, I had this conversation with um, um, I can't remember the name now. I, I had an interview. I can't remember with who now, uh, and we were talking about the need to actually uh, preserve. Julian Splane. Sorry? Julian Splane. That's the one. That's the name of the person you talk to. <laughs> I, Cody needs to sleep. It's He's been the one that's bit. making the game. Um, use your words. No. Not that guy? That's no. Okay. I don't think I interviewed him. You, you, no, you didn't interview him. You were in the car with him. No. Okay. So I've had, this, I've had this conversation with many people, but this was actually in an interview with... Uh, the creator of Mist. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, because they just brought Mist to uh, Android. Yep. So I was talking to him about, like, do you think, as a game creator, that like he has a responsibility to ensure that his product is still, not his product, but his, like, piece of art uh, can still be played by people and experienced by people? Because you, you look at the film industry and a huge percentage of movies made before 1950 are just lost yeah yeah and and no one's ever going to see them again and there's a very good chance that that could happen with some classic video game titles um i mean there are some arcade cabinets that have um, basically ticking time bombs in them yeah and um if you do not change over the battery the system just dies yeah and that's that's insane those are uh, monumental pieces of history Mm -hmm. that that a multi-billion dollar industry is built off of now. Yeah. And uh, it's important to keep those things intact. And something like Crash Bandicoot and uh, Sane Trilogy is a way to kind of do just that. Yeah. Doesn't mean every game needs to be remastered. No. I don't think Dishonored needs to be remastered like three years after its release. I don't think the Bioshock trilogy well bioshock the trilogy the original did. game was a little rough yeah back now. yeah but and that came out that was like 2005 wasn't it when it came out it, no it was after 2006 i want to say because it was on the xbox 360 
I mean, it so looks yeah, so but even like so even even that is like it's still like a decade old, right? If you yeah, want to yeah. maybe like clean it up and bring it back to a new system, like even as part of like a trilogy thing, like 2007. That's kind of okay. Yeah, but yeah that's like okay. Cody said, like they did the they did Dishonored like two years after it came out. The Laura Croft uh, repackaging came out like a a year after the original uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider came out. Like Grand Theft Auto came out the year after. That's true. It did. And well, Grant, I thought it was a whole debacle too, because yeah, like it came out and then it got like re-released and remastered and all this other craziness. Yeah. But um, but I like because I think with, with what like Cody was saying, there's it's the difference between like preservation and like like just re-releasing something mm -hmm. like, and it's different with film because film was a completely different medium that started on a completely different like type of like recording software okay like it's really it wouldn't it's not really hard to i would say convert something like an nes cartridges which are still in like pretty fair abundance yeah, yeah. bring that to a digital medium for the sake of preservation well, i mean a lot of these um <coughs> games are already version okay they have ways to preserve a lot of these nes and, and super nes and all the other well, uh, they're originally roms yeah like they're yeah. built on a computer it's just a file yeah it's a file that goes to a chip, then the chip exactly the thing. Yeah. Uh, um, the problem is, is that the lifespan of a lot of developers, um, like development studios, sorry, yeah, yeah. is so short that uh, you can't really guarantee that those things are going to be preserved, right? And that's that's where the big issues come from keeping those things intact. Yeah, it, it's very hard to do, and it's it's a question that more and more is going to come to the surface especially with more and more developers fading away more and more games becoming unplayable on the systems they were released on and we're going to have to find a solution yeah to ensure people in the future can play these games and re-releasing them is not always the option because sometimes the rights are so muddled that you don't know who owns that game anymore and it's owned by like five different studios due to like licensing agreements and deals that went on and then how do you get those games how do you play these games when there's no clear and easy way to do so and i mean i don't think the concept of piracy is the way no. but there needs to be a solution that gives people that want to pay for them an option to pay for them i think that's going to be one of the big issues uh the industry is going to have to face in the next few years yeah um, i agree especially as you know the 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 real like infancy of mm -hmm. the industry is starting to reach almost half a century now. Well, it, uh, um, I guess you get the early gaming you had launched in uh, late seventies and yeah. early eighties is when you had the kind of the heyday of the eight bit generation, and then you kind of went from there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of them date back to even the sixties. Yeah, um, it's a little a little older than that. But uh, but yeah, it's it's. Going back to Crash Bandicoot, it's I grew up with Crash, yeah, yeah. so for me, I'm that's that's a almost a day one purchase for me. I don't. I played Crash. Maybe I'm just older because I played it, and even when I was younger, I never really enjoyed it. It was one of those platforms that exceptionally existed, but I never got into the 3D platformer. The only one I really enjoyed was the Jack and Daxter series, yeah, and Mario 64. Beyond that, I didn't really enjoy them. I'm going to go out and say, because I have gone back and played Crash Bandicoot relatively recently, probably about two years now. Uh, it was the last time I went back and actually like booted up my PS1 with Crash. 
and uh, oh man, it's hard to jump back into that. It is a it's a weird <laughs> game. Also, it's really slow for Imperate. That's the thing. Like, not that it's uh, hard to jump back to games from that era. It's just the the camera angle. Yeah. Um, the that was a fixed camera angle game. It right? was a fixed camera yeah. angle game, and a lot of times the camera was facing you to show you something big happening behind you. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah that was one of the big things about it, right? It was kind of that like weird linear platformer with that 3d perspective but it like so often you were running towards the camera it was a weird yeah. game it's it's it was a an experimental age in yeah. 3d tech and i question how it will be received by younger fans who, yeah who haven't played it before and and are just seeing him now i mean well, i don't know if the crash name has as much clout as the older generation thinks it does. I don't know if how many kids are going out saying, I need to own Crash right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to look at it, too, as uh, you know, Activision thought they had gold with Spyro. And then and, it just became Skylanders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because what? no one cared about Spyro anymore. Was, and that, that's... was, that, was that the case? Because like, it seems to me like, and uh, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to sling any mud here, but it, it seems to me like with, this, with the whole Skylanders thing, it was kind of a, a similar case with... Um, the raving rabbits thing yeah okay where it was like something that they weren't sure was gonna sell on its own so they just attached spyro's name to it because at least like spyro the dragon is a name that has well i think for, if i remember correctly when uh skylanders was being released they were looking for a way to use the 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 um spyro brand and find a new way to kind of sell it because it has all these little cute characters that are like yeah i think it was talking about a tv show at one point yeah it's because they uh Spyro as a whole at that point wasn't wasn't popular anymore. Yeah. Mind you, I think Spyro's regarded a lot more fondly than Crash. I think so too. But I yeah. think those old Sony exclusives, the, the PS1 era yeah. uh, Sony exclusives, just they don't have the same weight that they used to. Yeah. Uh, when you compare them to something like Nintendo, and that's because it's every generation Sony hits that reset button. Yep. This is the first time that they haven't done that. Uh, where it's just like Queen Slate, we want new IPs mm-hmm. and new everything. Uh, they don't. They could have made when they did uh, All Stars. They yeah. could have had something akin to Smash Bros. If they would have kept up with those IPs. Well, the problem is yeah. when oh, Sony yeah. first started, the exclusive IPs weren't owned by Sony. They were just Sony said, "Hey, do you want to make a game for our system? It's great." System. Oh yeah. That's and that's been the case for Sony until ever the PS3 since. generation. No, yeah. PS2 halfway through the PS2 generation, I believe, is when they kind of changed that tune and made it so if you make a game exclusive on the Sony platform and Sony gives any marketing to it, you have to give them some rights yeah. to it. And I mean, you've seen it with uh, like Infamous has carried on. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. God of be, War. Well, to be fair, those those yeah. studios were owned by Sony. Yeah, I'm just saying but, that. Like, but if you want to look at uh, Ratchet and Clank, who was made by a third, uh, second party developer, I guess it's Insomniac, which started off yeah. making games. Insomniac did uh, Infamous as well. No, they didn't. Didn't Infamous? That was made by Sucker Punch. Can I Google that? Resistance is the one you're thinking, which was made by Insomniac. <laughs> you're, you're you're arguing with the I'm master Googling here. You're gonna it. lose. I'm Googling it. Yeah, he's right. He's right, Cody. <laughs> yeah. 
Keep going. Keep talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of gloating right now. It's yeah, a, sucker punch. It's, it's, it's kind <laughs> of See, what, Well, what marvelous. I wanted to say before to kind of like um, go back to what Brendan said um, is that I'm actually kind of curious to see how this, how like a crash remaster might launch because they did recently launched that like spyros skylanders tv show and for like i think like four or five episodes crash bandicoot is like a secondary main character in it really that is yeah, that's cheesy they gave him an, a stupid australian accent and, it, and i hate it <laughs> did that show actually launch yeah well, it's on netflix he's from australia he's a bandicoot yeah but he had like a silly like hey kind of voice and i just feel like giving him an australian accent is very like cheap Huh. I don't know. It just—it's that whole thing, right? It's like, yeah, he's a bandicoot. Bandicoots are from Australia. Give him an Australian accent. That's not a knife. <laughs> Although, uh, you know what? Speaking of stupid TV shows, this is a stupid segue. I finally watched like a couple episodes of Sonic Boom. Oh god, it's, and? it's rough. How bad? <laughs> I heard it. Is that the show that's kind of trying to be like Adventure Time for Sonic? Sort of. Yeah, it's following a lot of the similar trends. But the the writing is kind of really cringy, and for some reason, the the couple episodes that I watched, Amy Rose just sounded like like a robot. Like I don't know if they just if they didn't sound check properly or like filter her voice clearly because everything she said sounded like robotic. My and issue it was with horrible. My issue with Sonic Boom is that Knuckles is supposed to be this wise, yeah, uh, intelligent. They, yeah, he's like the big stupid in his head in this. Yeah, too. I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah, when you when you actually like, but, but that's you know that's for people who like you and I who read the Sonic comics who know like who Knuckles is actually supposed to be. Nipples the enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> you got more uh, game news? Uh, yes. Okay. So a little off the rails of that Crash Bandicoot stuff. So we got uh, we got some 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 Johto League Pokemon showing up in Pokemon Go. Okay. That's yeah, I saw that. I mean, yeah, they. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Pokemon Go is just now's not the time to release anything for Pokemon Go. No one wants well, to go outside. It's garbage out. It's snowy. It's icy. Not outside of Canada. I'm sure in California it's lovely. That doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's true. You look at and like I mean, I... the bigger portion of people who are probably playing Pokemon Go. They live in the northern hemisphere. I would argue that probably in Japan. Or maybe yeah. like Vancouver, pretty cold LA. In, pretty cold in Japan too. Yeah, I not, not this time of year. Wrong time of year, Cody. Whatever. This is actually their summer. Whatever. Cody, learn your geography. The other side of the world, Cody. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, but this is the thing that I just actually just found kind of interesting because I was having a talk with one of my buddies recently, and he was kind of saying the same thing. Like, because I was talking about like how I still kind of play Pokemon Go here and there because it's like I I do like commute quite a bit, and it's like something to do while I'm walking around. And oddly enough, I didn't think so either, but I still see people playing Pokemon Go. Like, I saw a couple girls on the bus playing Pokemon Go, and it did surprise me. But I did say that, like, this is what they needed. Like, the you can kind of tell, and I know I think there there is, like, the data to suggest that the, like, playership in Pokemon Go has dropped off quite a bit. But you can you can 100% see when they bring out, like, a, the new gen of Pokemon, that's going to, sh- like, skyrocket. And... Yeah, Cody, you are kind of right, I think. I think it is kind of the wrong time to bring it out. Like, it should have been a little bit, like, closer to spring when people are more eager to get outside, at least in, like, yeah, like, Canada and certain parts of the United States. I mean, States. like, you, like going back to what Brendan's saying, yeah, okay, it's it's warmer in Japan, but you look at, like, 
big cities like New York or London and all that kind yeah, of stuff. It's They're not going cool outside. No, I agree with that. It does it does seem like a weird timing thing, but I think it's just maybe more that thing too, like just to, to sort of like remind people that exists. appetite. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I don't it hate Pokemon Go. I'm not, I don't want to like sound like I'm ragging on it. It's just oh, I don't I'm hate it not either. gonna I'm not gonna go out and play that right no. now when it's frigid Me to either, say the least. Really I mean, like, I kind of, I still do, like, because, you know, when I take a walk down the street, it's like, eh, screw it, see what Pokemon are around here. And it was especially, like, a, a pretty impressive thing, because they did that thing in, like, December or, like, early January when they brought out, like, they, they did, like, week-long thing where, like, every Pokemon everywhere was the starters. Yeah. And I was playing it, like, crazy that time. That was actually, like, when I was, like, legitimately going back to the early days of Pokemon Go, where I was like, hey, I should walk home, but nah, there's a Charmander over there. I'm going to go catch it. Oh, there's another Charmander <laughs> over there. I'm going to go for another three miles and see how many Charmanders I can catch. Well, that's good that you you can go out <laughs> there and do that. <laughs> I stopped because I was, uh, just my schedule made it so that I was walking around at night a lot. And yeah. I was like, someone's going to stop me pretty soon. Yeah, it's going to be questioning me. reports of people getting shanked yeah. over Pokemon. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. No, I just, you know, I just think it's an interesting bit of news. I, I think it's, like, it's, it's just that, that, that thing where, like, you know, it kind of validates my, my beliefs that that's exactly what this game needed to, like, see people start playing it again. And then they did mention, uh, was it the that they were going to, that they have, like, trading and, and battling, like, player to player, like, in that's the very works, cool. and it is coming. I like that. That'll yeah, get me back in. That is definitely what it needed, and and you know whether or not you want to argue that that's what it needed from the get go. Oh yeah. You know it could have been it could have been a very smart move to actually like hold off and wait, and then you know wait till the numbers start dipping a little bit, and then oh wait here's a brand new feature, come back and play it again. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, we'll see how it works. Uh, they still don't have trading though. Well, that's that was what he was saying. They're gonna yeah, they're, they're they, there are plans in. to bring it in. But the point is, it's been almost six months since it launched and that was supposed to be a feature they were launching in the fall and it's still not here yeah they're probably going to save they, it for the summer they said something like they they wanted to include it like initially but when they realized like uh there was a problem having it like connect properly to the servers and like it was like it wasn't giving them issues so they they pulled it to try and like work on it and make it work properly but i don't know how I'm much i'm gonna that call it right be, now like, pr speak yeah i'm gonna call it right now when this bs that's outside is all the way in the rearview mirror. Can guarantee you, we're gonna start seeing that kind of news Everyone, hit up again. Everyone's playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. Did you okay. hear? Did you hear about the uh, the the vice chairman of Samsung? No, I didn't. He he arrested. Elaborate. Uh. So okay, I'm gonna pull up the story because. There's a lot of moving pieces in this, and um, it is kind of confusing. And I'm clearly exhausted because I thought it was winter in Japan <laughs> and Insomniac Love made you. infamous. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. How many of our listeners just said, bless you? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> Brennan has that, like, commanding sneeze, too. It's like I you just have to stop what you're doing. Just jump a little bit right now. <laughs> I watched an episode of Community where they were talking about that. It's all about the sneeze. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to probably butcher this name. Lee Jae-yong, who was arrested for bribery, among other things. And 
it, it's essentially going back to the the president of South Korea getting impeached for his uh, friendship with that shaman cult leader man. If you if you've been following Korean politics at all, I have not. Uh, my my Korean politics are a little, a little um, rusty. Rusty man, you thought it was fun what was going on in the states. <laughs> No. It sounds crazy going on in Korea. There was a shaman involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know something? If there was a shaman involved in the U.S. election, that would make it better. It would make that, it so that, much more digestible. I don't know if I would be even remotely surprised if there were shaman involved in like the Trump administration. <laughs> I don't know. Call me crazy. I mean, probably. But anyway, um, the the long the. Uh, the Long story short, he is accused of giving millions of dollars to the president's, uh, like, some, some, like, funds that he has, like, charities and things like that. I think they're charities. Giving millions of dollars to the president, essentially, uh, in exchange for favors revolving around the Samsung and C&T merger to ensure that goes smoothly. So he just got arrested yesterday, um, which would be... Because this is a live show, it's not recorded on the. Thursday. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, so well, he's... he got arrested Friday morning. Let's go with that. How does this fare now? Because didn't Samsung just release some info too about how they want to like start working on a new like competitor to the Vive? You know something, Jordan. Samsung's a massive conglomerate. This is not really affecting Samsung. We even looked; it's not yeah. really affecting Samsung's oh, yeah, stock at all. Their stock's not. This guy is only the, the vice Note chairman. Note 7 couldn't affect the Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Note 7 battery factory caught fire? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that too. And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> They're never going to make a Note again. <laughs> <laughs> that that name, that brand name is completely in the dust now. But And it just it makes me so sad because I love the Note 4. And I've just been oh, waiting because yeah. I heard that the Note 5 wasn't worth getting. And then like I missed the opportunity to get the 6. And it's like 7s are apparently just bombs. I uh, um, I, I reviewed the, the 7, and before the fire thing came out, it was going to get a 9 from me. And then you were afraid to touch it. Well, yeah, then that <laughs> news came out, and I was scared to touch it, and then we were like, okay, let's hold off on the review because they're going to recall all of them, and then they re- recalled it from us, and then they're like, yeah, you know, we're just going to stop. We're not going to even bother. Such a shame. Like, no other phone that I know of has, like, a slick little pen that I can use, and that's, like, my favorite thing about it. But uh, with that, with that being said, going back to the the the, the, the topic we we're discussing, just, he, yes. bribery. Uh, okay, sorry, one second. I didn't know there was ink on it because I touched it with my hand and it was fine. <laughs> sorry, I was playing with something and it had ink in it. And now it's all over a cloth. You made a stamp. <laughs> I made a Come stamp on, on a cloth. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, <laughs> Brendan took away the stamper from me. <laughs> um, this is great radio. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> anyway. He's only the vice chairman because uh, his father passed away. No, his father had a heart. Did he? I think he's ailing now. I thought he passed away. I think he's just really sick. He had a heart attack. We know that much. I don't think he's actually dead. But I just think he's really sick. One second. I'm going to check the. Have small talk. I'm going to check. Okay. (laughs) Jordan. Yes. How are you? Uh. Yeah, pretty good. You know, I can't really complain. My, my ankle kind of hurts a little bit. Weird. I don't Yay. know why. Just, As Cody uh, reads, we're watching Cody read right now. <laughs> and, you know, I've just been uh, just taking it one day at a time. Just, oh, uh, yeah. Trying to, you know, get uh, 
get through this this crazy whirlwind called life. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Any other news stories? We can move on past this point because Cody's clearly uh, just reading. Yeah, I got a, I got I got lots of news. Anyway, um, okay, I can't so find it, guess... so whatever. He. Oh, wait, it was right there. I found it, and then my phone shut off. Um, he he the the the. Okay, so he suffered a heart attack. He didn't die. Um, like I exactly said. Yeah. Okay, you're right again. <laughs> um, but anyway, he. Uh, it, He's not supposed to be in the position he's in, and I guess it's starting to show why. Anyway, more news. Yes, so as uh, as we all know, huge huge news made a lot of waves. Um, PewDiePie got dropped from uh, his MCN. Maker he got Studios. dropped. He got dropped from YouTube, like Red. He also, yeah, and so, he so, got dropped from his MCN. Yeah, so um, he's not on YouTube Red anymore, unfortunately. They canceled um, his show. Yeah, I mean that doesn't stop you know YouTube Red from like airing his the first season of his show. He just doesn't get to have the second season. Or and then yeah. Maker Studios dropped him. Um, for those of you who might not be aware, but I mean, how can you not be aware? I went to PewDiePie's channel to just now, fifty-three million subscribers. I don't understand. That is more subscribers than the population of Canada. Yeah, I don't That's understand I, how he how he's crazy. so popular. I don't. I, I don't know if he actually is anymore. It's now just like a, a perpetuating thing because he's so big. He just oh, kind of no, keeps going. Oh, Brendan, you you are super wrong about that. And that's it's um I, that was actually surprising to me because um, I was uh, I was just watching uh, Philip DeFranco and he was talking about it. And like since this has happened and since like like people have been you know writing stories and and a lot of media outlets have been fairly like misrepresenting the story mm-hmm. dude has dropped up like or jumped up like eighteen thousand subscribers to like twenty thousand a day like this guy this is just making him more popular i don't get it like i don't and it's you know, i don't it's like a stick but whatever no but you know, and that's the same thing i'm the same way like i'm not really crazy about pewdiepie but i kind of get like just by just like watching his videos i kind of get why he's popular like you know the, like his sort of eclectic style and his like you know his I guess his his style of humor like I understand why people are drawn to him personally it's not my cup of tea but you know whatever it's and um and that's the thing like and that's the, just the crazy thing about it is that like it, there's such a such a huge controversy around it and like around you know like what he said mm. uh, sort of like the like you know if you want to say like quote unquote anti-Semitic marks remarks he's made in the past like. It's something I think uh, Philip DeFranco really did make a good, like a fair case about, like whether or not he was just making a joke and like it was his, it was him like sort of making commentary and, and making jokes and people sort of took it in the wrong direction. Because when you really look at some of the stuff he has done, like it's not like he's outright just being anti-Semitic, right? Like he's actually like trying, attempting to, to make a joke and attempting to like to, to make like humorous commentary mm-hmm. and it's very easy to take that out of but to be fair the, the actual thing that happened was pretty dumb like the, if it, it, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing i would holes. die it's not a hill i would die on yeah to just pay someone no. to do like hold signs that are anti-semitic well that was the thing they he said that it was a social experiment essentially no yeah, no but that's what everyone says i that's I don't what, know. Like that's what people say when they're like, "I was touching girls because it was a social experiment to see if people would stop me." I don't think anyone. No, to, to to be to be totally fair, like when you kind of look at it, like there is a bit of 
merit to it because it, it was more his commentary on the site Fiverr itself, like the idea that how desperate people are that they will do like literally anything for five dollars and that was part of his point was to do something so ridiculously outrageous like say something like like those like the anti-semitic remarks for five bucks but on the other side the guys who did it like you know they didn't even realize the the like what they were saying or what was even on the sign yeah they didn't speak english so but but it's not but even like when you look at like pewdiepie's reaction to that video it's not like he's doing it like he's like vindicated and he and he's doing like he's just as surprised that these guys actually did it but he's also kind of laughing at it too i don't see i i don't there are situations where PewDiePie has said other things that might be considered anti-Semitic. And that, yes, I don't necessarily believe the media is being fair to him completely because there's been people in important positions that have said far worse than he has. Yeah. That being said, he is, especially the fact his audience is mainly young people. He has, oh, yeah, no, as, a, as a member of a media outlet or any kind of entertainment entertainer, you are held to a higher expectation oh, than an average person. And especially PewDiePie with that big an audience, if what he's doing is kind of making light of anti-Semitic marks, et cetera, et cetera, it does promote a situation where you have young people being exposed to that. Even if he's saying it in jest, the kids that his main audience are might not understand it's in jest. Yeah, no, I, and he he has like addressed that actually. I think he released a video today like addressing all the issues. Like like he's aware why Maker Studios and why YouTube like had basically have to drop him now. Like, um, and he's aware that like the stuff that he has said can be taken out of context because it it has been like you have you have you've got these like um, anti-Semitic groups who are like praising PewDiePie as this this herald of their beliefs. Um, but it it does sort of raise that interesting question because even like uh, Philly D said it too. Like uh, I don't know if you guys watched that uh, recent Bill Burr sketch no. that was on Netflix. No, no, I didn't. And Bill Burr did a, he had a really good bit in it where like he was talking about how like why why is Hitler considered this like great evil guy when um, his like kill count is in like the couple hundreds of thousands when like Stalin's kill counts is in like okay. double to be f- like no 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 okay we're not doing this right now this is not no a- it's just, but no it's, it's, it's that idea. no no so no 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 the things you can say like when you're a guy like Bill Burr and everyone knows okay he's a comedian so it's 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 a joke and that therefore it is okay but com- uh, a guy like PewDiePie seems like it's not okay even though he's okay. trying to be a comedian and no no to make here's jokes. the thing he made his money and his reputation off feeding the kids as such as someone that's main audience is children he has to act accordingly that would be like if barney started make, making adult jokes on the bar on barney but, and friends people be would fair, be upset Brendan, just because pewdiepie's audience has been kids like pewdiepie's content has never been directly tailored to kids he's always been like swearing off the mouth and and making outrageous that doesn't change the fact but jordan jordan you you can't you can't fully hold him to fault if his audience was kids but because he's not tailoring his content to be jordan he can age gate his stuff there are ways he can make sure that kids can't see the things that they shouldn't see not saying you should expect him to just make things that are tailored towards kids but as such, he has to act as a member of the media. It, that'd be like if a news reporter started just do, saying anti-Semitic stuff as uh, as jest 
during daytime hours, they'd get uh, hit with uh, strikes against from the um, Sanders Association. These are things that will, there are consequences. You can do what you want, but as such, there are consequences based on what you do. I oh, I'm not, I, I don't disagree. Like, I, I, like, I'm, like, you're 100% right. And, and he, and, like, he's facing those consequences now. I just think it's, I just think it's, it's sort of a weird semi grayish area. Cause you mean, like, you look at it, like, 53 million subscribers. Like, that can't, the percentage of, of people, or people, let's say, like, under the age of, like, 14, it can't be that high. Yes, it can. I think the biggest thing is if this happened in 2007. It would mm. just be another oh shot comedy from a yeah. YouTuber. Um, it, it's it's not that time frame anymore. No, uh, when PewDiePie would have just been gaining in his steam. Exactly. Um, and he's acting still like he was when he was gaining popularity. Um, and now uh, we're we're in a little bit more of a hyper sensitive. Uh, don't say that. Uh, we're in a hypersensitive uh, era where. You can't say things like that because people are taking even jokes like that to a next level. And so. they, what they, what's happening is people are taking jokes to the next level, but they're also being emboldened by, like, oh, this famous guy is just like me. He only likes white people. That's yeah, great. That's, that's, and, and I don't think that was his intention. I think he was uh, going for that, that style of humor that that's what YouTube comedy was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And and for the longest time, no one really thought much of it. But it's a different time. You can't operate like it's 2007 anymore. I gotta argue that YouTube can't operate like it's 2007 anymore. YouTube has become another media platform. It has become basically a TV channel or TV a TV station. Yeah, As such, but- it has kind of a similar set of ethics that will be in bo- employed in it and youtube has been acting in accordance to that where advertisers have been things have been demonetized based on content things are they're hitting people based on if it's being offensive etc youtube's trying to crack down so of course you might agree with youtube you might i mean so you might agree with what youtube did you might not agree with what youtube did but it was within their terms of service they're going to do this stuff so it's it's not unexpected. Uh, yeah, no, totally. No, and the thing no. is, is the the entire backlash along with um, his punishment is completely warranted. Mm, yep. That's that's not the that's not the question. Uh, but when YouTube was more of a wild west, uh, user generated, um, independent platform, it, it I don't think this would have been as big of a deal. But it's a different time. PewDiePie mm. is a lot more famous now than he was then, and. You just can't say that. He's a household name, and as such, you have to act as such. Yeah. Remember when um, Kramer did that show and he made oh, some yeah. thing? How long did he have to stay underground because of that one joke? Yeah. And he was the guy from Seinfeld, the biggest show ever at that time. Well, I mean, maybe that means that in a decade's time, PewDiePie can direct suicide squad because mel gibson transition <laughs> is directing the suicide squad is to, in talks to it talks to yes yeah, sorry you know i and i i think you know i don't want to sound like a total a-hole but i'm like one of the few people who just had has zero problem with this whatsoever um regardless of what you think of mel gibson as a person he he can make a good movie he can make a great movie um and name I, one 
uh, uh, Apocalypto. That was a bad movie. That was a bad movie. That was a good movie. Really? Bad, no, I liked Apocalypto. Yeah. Um, I, and and a, name another one. I saw Ridge got Oscar nominated. Uh, it was. And it was a mess. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's like apparently really good. Mm, I've, I've seeing it. It's kind of a mess, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. But and I, don't I get me started on Passion of the Christ. It. Don't get me started on that movie. <laughs> oh, the Passion of the Christ is uh, is there's a whole whack of problems in that movie. I mean, even from a non like like Christian perspective, it's just yeah, whack of problems. I'm both shocked and not surprised that Suicide Squad Two is happening. And God, do they need someone who can direct a movie for that? I, I just and, don't know if that's the person I'd pick. You know what? Maybe he like, can do the ultra violent. Yeah, uh, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. If they, got, if they got Mel Gibson to do it, it would have to go for like a hard R rating. And like, it he would won't. have to bring his full like blood and guts spectacle and, to the, and to the I'm, screen. I'm interested to see how he can do that because recently he has talked about um, his uh, how how comic books, comic book movies rather, use violence. Uh, as as I'm trying to think of the exact way he said it, um, violence isn't weighted as heavy as it should be in comic book movies. It's it's glamorized. Oh yeah, so, so he would like kind of like show the kind of the gritty realism of it. Yeah, that's what I'm excited for. If he were to do that, it. would be cool. Yeah, uh, because man, I don't think I'm trying to think of the last one. Like maybe V for Vendetta, but even then, no, nah, V for Vendetta was still kind of like a, a fun action movie, like. I don't know. That scene at the end still always gets me just because it's just badass how he oh, tears true. all those guys up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's weight to it because, like, he ends up getting gunned down, but still, like, he just he tears all of them up. <laughs> Beneath this mask lies an idea, and ideas, Mr. Creedy, are bulletproof. <laughs> That's still, like, my favorite. How do you plan to do that with my hands around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> it's my was favorite that Hugo line. Weaving? Was that character? Yeah, it was Hugo, yeah. Hugo Weaving. That was a great oh, so role. good. Went from Agent uh, we Smith to a guy that works. Uh, we should probably on. do the kind of let's play stuff because uh, we should probably take a break, then go over that because we've already we're already at forty one minutes. Whoa! Oh. Okay, so let's go thank our friends at Comic Bento. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Well, fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes! Five bu- Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa! You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. You know, during the break, Jordan just brought up how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how that's him in the ad. It is. It is him in the ad. He's it's going, whoa, that's, a lot. Good ad. Yeah, that was, that was, I don't get sick of hearing it. Me, me, Jordan, <laughs> and Shaquille Lambert. Yep. And Shaq. What's he been up to? I haven't heard from him in a while. Shaq's been all right. I, he just I went on a tirade a posting ago. like a whole whack of pictures from Final Fantasy from Final Fantasy on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on with that, but, uh, but I'm happy it's happening. Yeah, he's, he's really liking it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, mean, I, did, I did that for a little while too, but then I kind of stopped. My thing is, I just don't have enough time to invest in uh, in an RPG like that. Like, it's you know what? It's but but like, how, have you actually like sat that and played a little bit of? Oh yeah, uh, I loved 15? it. I loved what I yeah, played. See, but it's it's not like super RPG y. Like you can you can get through it. It's not that. It's just when you're okay. I'm gonna get to I guess a little bit of a personal thing. 
I live further outside of Toronto, and I commute in, in every day, so I'm up at 5 in the morning. I mean, I go to bed This is why you 10. need portables. Why are you not uh, playing more portable games? I do play more portable. I play – my 3DS is my most played system. I love let's, it. I'm also hold. I'm also trying to, like, read a little more, kind of get my eyes off the screen. So when I'm on, when I'm on transit, I'm, I'm – Cody, reading. I want to see your eyes bleeding. <laughs> This, well, is, this is the call, Square Enix. Make 15 for the Switch so Cody can bring it on the bus. Well, they're um, they're making I Am Setsuna for the Switch. Yeah. So Jordan, the Switch can't run 15. The Switch can not do that. They could. It could run. They're talking about bringing a uh, 7 remake to the Switch. Yeah. yeah, it's an Unreal Engine. That will run because it's basically an, it's an Android tablet. Will 15 run on an Android tablet? No. Maybe. The you got to believe in it. Brendan, Jordan, <laughs> believe it'll I've run. used it. It cannot run Final Fantasy 15. I'm so Trust jealous. me. I'm going to question, because so I, I don't, I still don't really know what, uh, like, what it can do. Because it's a custom chip that's inside of it, and I know that it's a chip that they use for their cellular devices, but... I, I don't. It's similar to the Nvidia Shield, is what it's most comparable to. I guess I don't know though, because it's like it's a custom chip, but like no one's really gone. I thought it was like a custom more to UI, talk though. about. No, it's it, it's it's built. I believe it's a Tegra-based processor, very similar. They said in the same family as the uh, Nvidia Shield chip. So I believe that's Kepler. And a lot of developers have said it's been like really easy to develop with. Well, it's basically an Android tablet, yeah. Yeah. Also, we're talking about a game that started development like 15 it, years ago. Like, I'm not, the, sure no, they can... the Crystallis engine will not run on the. <laughs> nah, no. it, it's it's I'm a beast. Just being, just being wistful. Yeah, it, there's no way I could run on the Switch. <laughs> the Switch is going to be a system for unique games similar to the Wii and the Wii U, not for powerhouses. So it's not going like, to run. I'm not saying it's going to be a powerhouse, but I think it can run. Uh, a I think, lesser I think version they will make of... like decent powerhouse games for it, though, or at least games that are like seemingly powerhousey. I don't think it, you're sure gonna. I'm sure they'll get workarounds. I could be wrong, but I don't think you're gonna see like you're gonna notice uh, a difference between a, a third-party game that's gonna play on the Switch and the and the like a PS4, for instance. Well, I'm gonna go with this, Cody, but I don't maybe. think that a lot of those titles are gonna be completely unplayable on the Switch. Well, Cody, look at this one. Uh, if you look at FIFA, they had to build a custom version of that game to run on the Switch. Well, they have a FIFA for, like, tablets. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, like, that's... It's, but my point is, they can't just take the PS4 version and put it Well, no, there. that's what I'm saying. But I also don't think that there's a lot of PS4 games that are really um, pushing the console to the limit. At least by third-party developers. Mm, some are pretty heavy. I kind of agree. I don't know. Um, some, some of them are, but I think a vast majority of them. Especially the ones that you're going to see. You're going to see a lot from... Uh, from Japanese developers who aren't really trying to push technology. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so I, th- I don't think that's going to be as big of a... It's not going to be like the Wii U or the Wii in terms of its uh, how far behind. Or at mm, least I'm going to throw it out there. It actually kind of is. Not how far behind, but how far... Um, the, like with a lack of uh, seeing the same similar titles. Mm. Okay, it's getting yeah, it Skyrim. Seems, it seems like a forward-looking console as opposed to like just trying to compete with like. Consoles I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Now. I don't think it's going to be a bad console, but I think it's targeting a different market. It's not. It's going to be have the similar power as a Vita, a powerful Vita. Well, I think I think maybe like the the one the game that'll like sort of prove its worth is probably going to be Breath of the Wild. Like 
to see how that runs, its scope, like everything that's going on. Looking it, at Breath of the Wild, well, it, it ran 30 and it chugged sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, the, but we both tried it. The chugging happened when we put the, the thing back in the docking station. It ran fine off of the dock. Maybe it was just like a like like a like a second of like connection. Issue. I don't know. Uh, I don't know in that. No, regard. in the in the in the um, footage, it had a bit of chugging as well in some areas. I, I didn't need to get my hands off. It's not huge, but you can notice a frame rate drop. Maybe it was also we had like stuff attached to the system. Edge matter. It's it's not in the system level. That's. Uh, I was also screwing around with the control scheme a couple times too. But that shouldn't make it slower. It would for a few seconds when I'm changing the way that it's playing. No. If I take the clips out, if if during the playthrough I take the Joy Cons out, there's going to be a second where it has to adjust to the new control scheme. I d here's the thing, Cody. I think Breath of the Wild will run fine, but it's not a powerhouse game. I never said it was a powerhouse game. But it's, that's nine hundred p. That's kind of what I'm saying in terms of like, like, based on what they're trying to do with Breath of the Wild, like in like how big it's supposed to be and how much you're supposed to be able to do it's that sort of idea that it's like we can make a big game with relatively little means kind of thing like we need to see I, i'd like to see how it like what it's like and how it does and and sort of the scope of the whole thing because it's like if they can get away with making something like, like breath of the wild this big immersive immense uh, expansive experience then who's to say they can't make other stuff with sort of similarly um uh uh acceptable goals let's say you and can like make the same make argument though for uh xenoblade chronicles x that game was massive uh, yeah. on the wii u and, and it's a pretty humble means i would say but uh i don't know i don't think like i said you're not going to see like top of the line games but, but, but look you're already way. going to see uh, uh what is it Dra dragon quest heroes make yeah. its way over yeah. and that's a ps4 title it's going to be a downgraded version but it's still something well, here's the thing i don't think you're going to see the games it's it's going to be similar to the way the ps3 and the ps4 it had kind of similar games coming out at the same time but one would be a downgraded version that's kind of what you see that's what i said at the yeah, beginning. i, I, I agree with like you that, yeah no i'm just saying that that's what i was saying at the beginning yeah. it's going to be you're going to see a lot of stuff like that where like i said most uh you know japanese publishers aren't trying to push the system to its limits so you can see some of those kind of titles yeah, yeah. and i mean even though we got call of duty uh, so it's not like they're like companies are against doing stuff like that. It would just be it would be a downgraded version. Well, but thing. you're trading it off for a, a game that you can take anywhere. But here's here's the thing, Cody. Yeah. It all depends on how many what the install base of the system is. Yeah. If no, totally. enough people buy it and enough people buy other games for it, developers make games for it. Yeah. If people buy it and don't buy any games other than one, two, three, Switch for the system, no one will make games for the system. Yeah, no, totally, and that was the that was the situation with the Wii as well. And I think this is uh, this is time for Nintendo fans to really step up because they have a history of only buying Nintendo games. No, no, I'm gonna throw now, it out part there. Part of that is because Nintendo's always been the other console that you have. So why would I get this game? But Cody, I'm gonna throw it out there. It's not just Nintendo fans buying games. It's Nintendo fans holding Nintendo accountable when they make weird choices that make other games inferior on that system so if their online infrastructure doesn't work properly fans should not be giving nintendo outs they should calling nintendo out for making these problems yeah or and journalists yeah. should not be giving Weird. nintendo free passes when they make the same mistakes that sony or microsoft would make we have to make sure 
as a consumer medium, we have to make sure it's fair to the consumer what they're offering. I'm going to say I believe most of the media is actually a little more critical towards Nintendo than um, than Sony or Microsoft. I don't know about that. I think a lot of it has to do with I, just I kind of agree with Cody on that have, one. The, most, I, those companies have built up a little bit more goodwill in the way of... I don't know if it's... But I don't know if it's, like, a goodwill in, like, the that fact that they've been doing, like, the right things. I feel like it's, it's like, a sort of a... a a, a clouded goodwill because they've been doing the things that gamers think they want because it's this idea that like consoles need to be these like big powerful chugging machines when like that that keep something from nintendo making an interesting unique console like this from actually taking off because they're like well it doesn't have five million gigs of ram and it doesn't have all the latest processors so i'm not gonna buy it it's like that, that's the it's kind of the attitude that I feel that the industry itself fostered and now with Nintendo making not like bad decisions but interesting ones gamers don't want it. The one thing I will say about the Switch that I really like is one it ran really quietly and What's two, a tablet? Why would it not? Well, <laughs> even when it's docked, <laughs> it was fan. really quiet. <laughs> but I mean like a, a, an iPad doesn't. It's also a home console, though, Brandon. And if it's a home <laughs> no, console, then no, Cody. No, I know. Work. I'm just saying. If you're comparing it to something like the PS4, which is its competition, it's quieter and it's also a lot more minimalistic. But I'm gonna where go. You look at like the. I'm not trying to like uh, put it above or below anything. I'm just saying the one thing I like is that when you compare it to something like the Xbox One, which looks like a giant VHS player. Then this doesn't. is a the lot more nice. Yeah, the Slim is nice, but it's still. Those are big consoles. Those are yeah. very big consoles. They're, they're and gigantic. let's not forget that both Microsoft and Sony released like a, a console and then a supposed beefed up version of it like two years after the fact. A, a Nintendo still could do that too. Um, yeah, but let's we, let's hope they don't because they've put their stock in a really interesting idea. Well, I mean, you could also make the argument that to like upgrade the console, you only need a new dock, right? But no, that's true. Um, no, that's not true at all. No, oh no, it's not. No, the, I'm, the, I'm just I'm speculating okay, here. Okay, no, no. How it works on this system is very simple. It's basically an iPad with a video out. The dock doesn't give it extra yeah. power. The dock is a video output. I believe it. No, they've actually said it does not give it extra power. What it does is it gives it full powered connection, which allows the system to run at peak proficiency. Okay. So, so it doesn't add a CPU in that dock. The dock is an output port. But they could. Also, no, they can't. Why not? Because this, the throughput isn't allowed, you can't. Yeah, when they have to, and they'd have to like rewrite the whole infrastructure. Of yeah, the, of the like that would like be like, can, why can't you make your PS4 b- bigger with a better like an extension thing on it? It doesn't work that way. But I mean, again, like, that's can't, my whole it argument. Would be like using the expansion pack on the N64. Yeah, but te- technology doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. I mean, theoretically. And the expansion pack was just like it was the RAM dock, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was just taking out like your RAM card and putting in a new one. Yeah, that's all it would do. Yeah, it, modern consoles don't work the same way as old things do. So you, it isn't just plugging a new like thing that would directly connect to the CPU. You're using a charging port, which is a uh, USB-C charging port, which can, in theory, have an extra external thing if the system allows it. But that's basically just adding a video card. It won't give it a better CPU or anything like that. That's based on what it's in the system. So you my, can't. I mean, a new dock argument... won't make a new system. My whole argument on the whole thing was was is more just the idea that, like, it seems like we've gotten to this culture where having the most power is the be all end all, and I feel like when you look at stuff like that's come out of the indie scene, having more restrictive means typically 
produces a better game because you focus more on yep. quality and how to work within a limited means. And I think that's something maybe, I don't know if I can say definitively, but like Nintendo tends to focus on. Rather than making this huge, powerful machine, they made something that was respectable it's got a really cool interesting idea behind it and it's like why when did we get to this place where we had this massive reliance on having basically underpowered computers at our hands like having something that 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 promotes creativity and, and pushes developers to f like make better more interesting games on a better more interesting system like isn't that what we should get back to as I opposed mean, to just the way the dock works is actually i just looked it up it's uh it draws more power to allow the system yeah. to run at 1080p that's exactly it so, I mean, it does beef up. No, no, it just it, it gives it a better co power connection. It gives it power. It doesn't give it, it, it CPU. Allows, it allows the system to run at a better visual. That's what I said, center. yeah. Um, it it gives it proper connection power, so the system knows that it has the ability to push its CPU to the limits. Makes sense. Like I still a, think like there a, is a way that... Like a laptop. Could, yeah. If you your laptop plugged in, it runs more efficiently than when it's unplugged. It, it, yeah, power down mode. I just think that there is a way, if they were could, wanted to do like a... Switch point five or Switch Pro, there is they could. A possibility if Nintendo was better at tech, but they aren't. Yeah. No, they're they're more visionary, and I think that's something that like that's something Razer would we, do. We need to promote. Yeah, but it that's is like what I was trying to say though was that it is something they could do. Not that you could. That's your last system you're ever going to buy, and yeah. you, all you have to do is buy new docks, and it's going to be a new system every time. No, but like if they wanted to release something that could. Uh, like in a few years, know. that's a little bit more juicy. What they could like do, what they could do, Pro, what they could they do is simply they could uh, unlock, a, like make it so it go, like pushes the CPU. Or if they had similar to the way the Razer Blade works, whereas you have the external video card adapter, yeah, that USB C theoretically is the throughput, but I don't know if the Nintendo Switch has the throughput through that USB port to allow it. It all depends on a system level, like, board system. Someone had to have thought about that, though. Nope. No, they didn't. You're <laughs> expecting way too much, Cody. Like, Sony, it, it, it would cost, I mean, make the Switch cost a lot more money. Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, if, like, that's why a Razer Blade costs, like, $1,200, and this is going to cost 300 or 400 Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the appeal, too, right? Yeah, that <laughs> it's not going to cost you that so much. So I, I just those like the ability to kind of put that much throughput through that port. I just don't know if Nintendo thought that through. Yeah, and a lot say okay, and the dock 2.0 with the the extra RAM kicks in. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But uh, I guess but that, we should probably talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, so that was like <laughs> twenty minutes of nothing. I, that wasn't <laughs> nothing. I think that was some engaging conversation. Um. Which is coming out like in like two weeks' time, man. Yeah, it's coming yeah. out soon. We gotta talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what, what the industry so wants to know about. It's. I'm gonna say it is kind of interesting. I'll leave it on this. If you guys want to talk a bit about it, we can. It is kind of interesting to see this kind of excitement around Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, which it felt like during the Wii U years and the tail end of the Wii er, uh, years, it seemed like that was not going Dying. to be the case anymore. Um, well, I mean, it has to be the case. This is kind of Nintendo's last shot. I don't I think so. No, it's not. No, no. Nintendo is actually a, a really, really solvent company. I, I was reading this article from IGN way back when, uh, you know, like those yearly Nintendo's dead things were coming up. The, the way Nintendo operates as a business outside of just manufacturing goods, uh, they make a lot of money off of, uh, you know, merchandise, uh, land, 
acquisitions and sales. Love hotels. Yeah, they do. They do a lot of extracurricular work that isn't necessarily in uh, the video game field. They're a diverse company, much yeah. like every Japanese company. They're very diverse, okay. and they ensure my, they're diverse. My worry was that if the Switch bombs and it's just like consumer trust in Nintendo is essentially out the window. So like, if they come to the table with another console, like in a few years' time, everyone's going to be like, nah. You can't have two failures in a row. It's possible, but I don't think the Switch is going to bomb. The problem with the Switch will simply be, is there going to be enough hard software to function with it? The Wii U wasn't a bad system. The problem with the Wii U was it was underpowered, and the, the, the actual concept behind it felt like a half step and didn't offer consumers enough for the price point. Also, I said, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just I don't think the Wii U is a bad system, but it did show Nintendo's arrogance and how they marketed it. It made it seem like it was just an expansion thing for the Wii. If they called it yeah, the Wii no, Two, you're, you're right it would have done better. It's simply a and it was a branding thing for the Wii. Hopefully, they're not like just blowing smoke at us when they say or when they said that they already had like eighty confirmed titles to come out like within to be the fair, like, first year. Those of the included of the Switch. Uh, Jordan, to be fair, those in titles included a reselling of Binding of Isaac again, Disgaea 5, like a lot of games that have been reproduced for the system. And yeah, some mobile but titles. I mean, I'll buy been... Binding of Isaac Afterbirth on the Switch. I don't have it, and I wasn't like, I didn't plan on up, you know, getting it, like paying an extra like $20 to upgrade it, but if I pay $20 to get it on my Switch, this is a different story. I mean, look at the PS4's uh, first year in life, though. A lot of the stuff was yeah. remasters, too. Like, that's just how... It, it's, it's how you have to do it. it. You have to is, flesh yeah. out a lineup. It's yeah. the, but, I mean, the it, second it, and third years what matter for yeah. a console. That's I mean, better the, than, than the Wii U's, like, four games that, like, launch. At the start, <laughs> if we're just looking at a launch, um, you have Legend of Zelda, which is one of the biggest franchises on the planet yeah. whether you like it's it or like not it's like one of the most anticipated things i would um, say this year yeah it's a beloved franchise whether you like nintendo or not legend of zelda is a franchise Massive. that you have uh your eyes on and then after that right after that you have the holiday season with uh with with mario but the holiday well, season is a long time after out in like march yeah and then you also have splatoon and you have or, um, april um oh, what was the other one there's something else. Didn't they have Mario Kart slotted? Mario for Kart, like yeah, like and yeah, it's an updated version of Mario Kart, but it's still Mario Kart, and you can take it yeah. anywhere. Uh, and and eight is probably like the most near perfect Mario Kart that's been made. So I didn't love it, but it was, really? it was a good game. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, anyway, what have we been playing? I what have played... I been playing? Okay, what have you been playing? I thought you were like asking me actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I will start with the one that I know I can talk about for sure. Uh, for Honor, yeah, that's um, a game. It's. I'm not doing the review for it. I just did the. Uh, we're we're do, We recorded some footage so that we can have stuff the, the for play. Yeah, I, I played for. I don't know, like an hour today. Yeah, two hours, an hour and a half. Oh, imagine Dynasty Warriors with Skyward Swords style of combat. Oh, so it's terrible. Um, and it there's no strategy. <laughs> I no man, I the combat's very, not like, good. Dark Soulsy. No, no. Really? It's. I mean, it's. In a way, I guess you can make the argument, but it's all about like timing your blocks. Yeah, that's okay. So the way it works is you, you <laughs> use your no, no. It's not like timing your blocks. Let me finish. You have um, three different ways you can block. So top, left, and right. 
and you have to make sure that uh, your sword is on the right side, essentially, okay. when they That's attack. Cool. It's okay. The dodge mechanic isn't the greatest. Um, the combat, like, it's super, like... Technical? Slow and uh, monotonous to do. Methodical, like, you could say? Yeah, exactly. Like, you play something like Dynasty Warriors, for instance, because that, that, to me, is where I got the most um, vibes from. It was, like, the, the base combat of Dynasty Warriors. It works because it's fast-paced. This, you have these hordes of enemies that come at you with, with mini-bosses in between, and you're slow. And, yeah, you're powerful, and, like, there is a bit of um, a power fantasy going on, but it's just... I don't like it. I'm just going <laughs> to flat isn't out the say greater, it. Isn't the greater focus that game, though, like, on the PvP? Maybe. I, I didn't get to play the PvP, so... I, just from a single player standpoint it's not it's not great it can, i can see that being really fun especially if uh you get like a fast-paced battle going um because that's what i've a lot of the stuff I've, I've seen like online and stuff it really does seem to like like most of the, the gameplay videos i've seen like focus on like the online multiplayer and that's supposedly where like where the enjoyment because because you have this very slow but very intense methodical combat where you're actually fighting another person like you got to really be on top of your game yeah no until i can see that being all right i just it's not my cup of tea at the end of the day this is not made for me um, it made me kind of laugh though because i was like reading some reviews about it and like some like one guy was like yeah it's like a really amazing game if you look past all the really like bad like terrible online connection problems that have been happening and i'm kind of <laughs> like isn't its main focus supposed to be online multiplayer yeah, that's like weird kind of a big problem you, you can't think... give a game a nine or ten and be like as long as you look past the one big glaring problem you think that ubisoft would be able to nail their launch like their online launches by now oh it yeah, seems like think. every year or not every year every game it's their ubisoft it's game problems. launches there's problems with launch um, yeah, but it's like it's i can't i can't I don't want to like slag them off, but I think the biggest problem of theirs is is the whole UPlay thing. They want to tie all their online stuff to UPlay, and UPlay is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, it's it's fine. Like it's a it's a game that I could go back to and not hate. Uh, but it's not a game it. that I've I'm necessarily hankering to go back to ever. That's fair. Um, the other game I played, I can't go too much in depth uh, and i'm also not writing the review for it i played uh zero dawn horizon Ooh, nice um yeah quinn's writing the review for that he was telling me about it yeah it's um yeah gorilla studios gorilla games gorilla games thank you they um they they did they're doing something interesting i'm trying it, to it looks stunning i'm trying to like I, i've never actually had to talk about something that has like embargo restrictions on it so i'd say just to... just mention that it looks pretty that's all we really can talk about <laughs> it's pretty and uh, you said there's a lot of stuff to learn and i was like learning screw that <laughs> it's it's interesting like... in its uh presentation mm. and its setting and it... i was surprised because i thought it was going to be a linear game but when they sort of like leaked that map i was like is this actually like a big open world deal oh can't talk about that. We can't really talk, can't about, talk that. about it. <laughs> I, I would love to. We can probably discuss it on Monday. Next week. Or, or Thursday yeah. when we do a podcast. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's 
it's I don't know how to discuss it. So I'm just silly like, you know, I played it. Yeah. It exists. It exists. It and looks we're pretty. gonna have a review for the embargo, so Which we can't talk about tell you what the embargo is. Did you did you hunt any of the robot dinos? Uh the robot animals? Yes, I did. Yes, you did that. <laughs> that that happened. Oh. Wicked. <laughs> that was an exciting let's play of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's that's what I played though. What about you? Well, I have been playing um, Story of Seasons, Trio of Towns yeah. on the 3DS. It's a continuation of the Harvest Moon franchise, one of my, my faves. If you Rainy read my days. stuff and, and you know, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> and yeah, no, I've, um, I, I, I have been enjoying it. I feel like it's got problems, like, but I feel like those were problems that existed in the Harvest Moon franchise and even to a certain degree in the other Story of Seasons game that came out on 3DS. Like, it just, it feels like, like, they really streamlined Harvest Moon and it just doesn't feel the same to me. Like, I feel like a lot of the fun of Harvest Moon came from that uh, sort of, like, methodical, uh, like, day by day, like, planning out your whole day and trying to make sure you get everything done. And it's like, now, I feel like you get everything done so quickly that you just have, like, seven hours of a day to just waste and i don't know how to fill up a whole day of stuff but i mean like you know it looks it looks good although it's weird because it it, and it bugs the crap out of me because the first story of seasons did this too for some reason there's like always stuff just blowing on the screen like in the springtime it's like cherry blossoms in the summertime it's like bits of grass and it's just like why is there always just stuff in this (laughs) on the screen like can just can the game calm down for two seconds? <laughs> it's um, it's interesting. I got to try it out at E3 before it was localized, so I didn't know what I was doing. Everything was in Japanese. Yeah. Um, and I talked to one of the reps, and they're like, "Yeah, you can like start a family. Like you can like this is the yeah, biggest I- selection you've ever had." I think they said something along the lines no, of, "No, no, that it's one wrong." Of- <laughs> okay, then it's then they didn't say that. But they were talking about, like, all the <laughs> options you have to, like, uh, get married and things mm. like that. And I was like, oh. Um, and this was around, like, it was E3. So this is something that I've always had in my back pocket to, to just, like, make a story. <laughs> I didn't do anything oh. with it. But um, I was like, okay, well, what about same-sex marriage? They're like, nope. I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, they're, they're still too a little. Why not? I was like, why not? And they they just said, it's just because. <laughs> We just shrugged at you. Yeah, like we don't want it. <laughs> they did say we don't want it, but they're just like we just didn't. It's not in the game. <laughs> like that was the, the extent of their reaction. Um, I mean, it would be nice if they could. Yeah, I mean, I was a little cheesed off because that's like one of the things that like I like about Harvest Moon and something like I always kind of do when I start a Harvest Moon is like I scope out the like the the local bachelorette scene. Yeah, and it's like I'm think I'm going back and thinking about like. Harvest Moon 64 and you know and Magical Melody and they had like like this score of of interesting uniquely de- uniquely designed and that was something that actually um made me think back to um to something that the the artist for the the Canadian webcomic at least I could do kind of like taught me which was like whether or not your characters can pass the silhouette test so it's like this idea that it's like if you were had your characters in a completely like black room and they're just like black silhouettes would you be able to tell them apart and two of the girls in trio of towns are twins and they look identical and it's just it was just such a bummer i was like you couldn't even think of like an an interesting design for this other girl you just said i'll just copy paste her flip her so she's not facing the same way as the other girl and you know just i don't know change the color of her dress 
Mm. And it really oh, bugged me. And it's like, even though there's like five girls to choose from, and I don't know, they all feel kind of like, kind of. I, I I feel like saying the characters in Harvest Moon ever being like three dimensional might be stretching, but they feel kind of like a hall, a very hollow two dimensional. My favorite uh, Harvest Moon was uh, crap. I forgot the name of it now. The one on Friends the Game of Mineral Cube. Town. The, the one on the GameCube? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're thinking of um, A Wonderful Life. A Wonderful Life, thank you, yes. I like that one a lot, too. And, and, and I, you know, I and love I know... the, the, the selection of the, the, the girls you can go for. And that's what I mean. Like, I know it sounds weird to gripe about it now, and that one only had three, but at least they were three, like, that they felt fleshed out. They were and very it distinct. Was more about... Yeah, and there was, it, it was more about, like, you actually saw the progression of time as you went on. So, like, yeah. you and the girl you chose aged and the girl you chose affected how your son or daughter grew up. It was really interesting how they did that. Oh, that was really God, cool. I gotta go back and play that game. So the only thing that bugged me about that one was how months were 10 days long. That was like, what? <laughs> and that stupid fat guy coming in, just stopping everything you're doing to let you know that there's a... Like a... a, a, a sale. A, yeah. It's, or that Sp- bum guy. <laughs> Speaking of fat guys and bums, this fat bum is gonna wrap it up now. Wait, I got one more I got to talk about. Okay. Tell us. Berserk. Berserk. Can, I don't think you Berserk. can say anything about that yet. The Band of the Hawk. I'm not I'm not reviewing it, but I got to talk about it. Oh. I don't think you can. Do you have a preview embargo for that? It doesn't say on the thing. It just I'm going to say you probably review- can't then. What, but if I just preview it? No. Not okay. Only if they allow you can you do that. It doesn't say if I can or can't. Then you can't. I, I want to. I gotta talk about it though. It's so good. No, that's all you can say. That's all you can oh, say. It's so good. I think you've actually said too much already. <laughs> you've said too much. Cut it. No one could know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. We won't talk about it now. But oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, with that being said, <laughs> this fat salesman. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying fat silver. I don't know either. I want to play Harvest Moon now. Go home and And I have some shillings I need to do. So, Dude, the uh, Friends of Mineral Towns on the GC or the Game Game Boy Advance Virtual Console, that was like the second best one, I would say. Ooh, maybe I will. That's like the Game Boy Advance version. I downloaded this one. It was uh, was like a free kind of Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley type thing for, for Android. Okay. And I couldn't play it. It was it was unplayable. I was really I was I don't even remember what it was called because I deleted it after like ten minutes. I was so upset. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my Harvest Moon on. It'll I feel like that's fun. the risk you take though when you download free mobile yeah. games. No, that's the thing. I I can't be mad at anyone nope. but myself. Anyway, if you like this, you can check out cgmagonline.com where we have all this kind of content. You can read reviews for, uh, um, uh, for Honor. We'll be on there soon. Yep. Um. Uh, we'll uh, Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2 just went up yesterday. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there, and you can also check out uh, today we just put up Phil Brown's uh, piece about why Batman needs to be lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't agree with him. I do. Oh, no, I'm I agree gonna, with him 100%. I like my superheroes dark and complex. And that's kind of why <laughs> I think you're like the only person who enjoys Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I didn't enjoy Man of Steel. I just didn't hate Man of Steel. It was The thing with Man of Steel, okay, we're going to go off topic for one second. <laughs> no, the no, thing no. with Man of Steel is the blatant <laughs> advertising in it made me laugh. For like Ben and Jerry's and like Oh yeah, and like the Canon camera yes, on bad. the ledge. But let's wrap up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can check out cgmagonline.com for all that kind of stuff. Um... And we also have a magazine. 
the VR issues coming out pretty soon where I I did a whole thing about the Sega VR headset. That's kind of cool. I talked to someone from Sega at the time, Al Nielsen. He was the the head of marketing for Sega around the time that they were working on this headset. He got to try it out. He told me a little bit about it. So keep an eye out for that. You can find that on Pocket Mags and Magster. That's coming out in a little bit, though. And it'll be in your local library. And if it's not in your local library, tell them, and they will order it for you. What else am I missing? We're on YouTube at Online. We're on Twitter at Online. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Brendan? Uh, BFry26. Jordan? I am Ninja Jordan underscore. And you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Magazine, where we try to put everything up so you can go and find us there. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.